0: Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Katie Nordby. And I'm Janelle Feller. These are the stories of Alan White and Odin Gordon. white was 55 years old when he went missing on october 22nd 2020 alan is a successful businessman and had just started a new job as a managing director in an advisory role at kpmg in february of 2020 according to bloomberg kpmg quote provides audit tax and advisory services kpmg llp dallas serves industry sectors including banking construction real estate, chemicals, energy, natural resources, financial services, insurance, health care, and investment management, unquote. Alan lived with his husband in Dallas, Texas. On the morning of October 22nd, 2020, Allen and his husband both left their home early and went to their separate gyms. This was just a part of their normal morning routine. Alan worked out at LA Fitness on Haskell Avenue. Alan hasn't been seen since. When he wasn't home by 6.45 that morning, and he still hadn't heard from him, his husband knew something wasn't right. He knew he had a conference call at 7 and Alan wouldn't miss it. Thinking maybe he was in a car accident or had car trouble, his husband drove the route that Alan would have taken to the gym and then back home. Alan was nowhere to be found. The car that he was driving was a black Porsche Macan SUV. It was a loaner while his vehicle was in the shop. There was no sign of the car either. It's unclear when Alan was reported missing. I can only assume it was right away because authorities were looking for him in his car. Through surveillance videos, authorities were able to determine that Alan left the gym at around 5.30 a.m. so he could make it home and get ready in time to attend a conference call at 7 a.m. Surveillance video shows him leaving the gym. He then stopped at the racetrack gas station on Inwood Road and Maple Avenue. Security footage showed Alan pumping gas and then getting his car and driving the direction he would take to get home. The gas station was a mile away from his home. There was nothing, no sign of him or his car for a week. That it's only a mile away. It's only a mile away. And on the security footage, they show him pulling out of the gas station and driving towards home. Where? Why? Yeah. How? And this would have been during COVID, so would have. things would have been, <clears throat> the roads would have been less busy, the roads... Um... Well, this is at 5.30 in the morning, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's, even in busy cities, like, it's quiet at that time anyway. You would think. Let alone during COVID. Right. Yeah. On October 29th, Dallas police found the black Porsche that Allen was driving. It was abandoned and almost like it was hidden near Simpson-Stewart and Bonnie View roads almost 15 miles in the opposite direction of his house, in the opposite direction that he left the gas station. There was no evidence in the vehicle to indicate where Alan was, but there was no sign of him. In November, authorities upgraded his case from want to locate to endangered missing person. There have been no leads and no witnesses have come forward. Alan had no reason to leave. His niece was visiting that weekend, and they had planned on looking at wedding venues. On his desk was a to-do list for the day that he went missing. Alan and his husband had already booked plane tickets to visit his mother over her birthday week. As of January 2021, Dallas police said that they're waiting for test results to come back from the Southwestern Institute of Forensic Sciences. It's unclear what those results are from, or what they're for. LGBT police liaison officer Chelsea Geist said they're also waiting on warrants. She said a separate warrant is required for Apple and then for each application on his cell phone. So I find it interesting that there's a separate officer for, uh, that there's an LGBTQ, LGBT police liaison. I thought that that was... I thought that it was odd, but also... Very progressive. Um, my initial reaction was, just because this person was a gay man, it has to be an LGBT officer that handles it. Why can't it just be... And maybe I'm reading too far into it. Well, But it, it struck me as a little odd. I it, felt, it feels that way, too. Only, yeah. because, only because if this is a case of a missing person, right? let's put the most... Experienced person on the case, right? Who deals with the missing persons? Not the fact that he's that. I mean, I I think that for certain crimes,
1: that well, if this might was be an very, LGBT
0: hate crime, absolutely, that's right. the right person you should be talking to. Well, or uh, you know, there's there's like there's other, you know, maybe in i um, I don't know, but maybe in domestic violence, maybe there's a difference. Absolutely, but, but this is a case of a missing person. It yeah. seems like you'd want to have the person that's people who have experience with that, not just the fact that they're LGBTQ. I, you know, it struck me as odd. Yeah, yeah, it's that, interesting. And and again, I'm probably reading reading too far into it, but why can't it just be Officer Chelsea Geist? Right. Well, and, I have to say maybe, in the news article, and, and maybe we're not there yet. I mean, like a <sighs> like a, like, a, yeah. like a transgender that it has to be a transgender. You know, officer. We have to the, identify that she's a female scientist. And the truth is, is maybe we do for a while. And maybe we do. Um, it just struck me as odd in this news article about them waiting for warrants and stuff, that it was imperative that we knew that this was the LGBT liaison officer. Yeah. I, I never thought about it, but the, the fact that you would need to have a, a warrant for your Apple device <sighs> and then a warrant for each of the applications in your cell phone. So, what a nightmare. Like so your, so the Apple would be for your like for your your phone mm-hmm. answering your phone calls made to received from but to go into anywhere else you would need to have a um, To go into your Facebook, to go, go into your, your emails, to go into your yeah, Snapchat, to go into Sure. Which Messenger. I never thought of that? I never did no. either. I, which and that's probably it makes why, it more complicated. Yeah, that's probably why there hasn't been any there I, at the time of this reading. There's no new updates on his mm-hmm. case, huh. unfortunately. Alan White was fifty five years old when he went missing in October twenty twenty. He is described as Caucasian, five eleven and one hundred and sixty pounds. He has gray hair. He was last seen wearing a red tank top and dark gym shorts. He also had a navy and maroon two toned coach sling bag with him. There is a $20,000 reward being offered for information that leads to Alan's whereabouts. If you have any information about the disappearance of Alan White, please contact the Dallas Police Department at 214-671-4268. So, uh, this is the first time I've heard the story. Mm -hmm. And um, we've done a lot of these stories. Yes. Uh, A lot of stories of people who've gone missing. Mm -hmm. $20,000 isn't very much money. And it sounded like, since he was... He had a coach sling bag. He was driving a Porsche. He, that $20,000 seems very small, Yeah, it does. like a very small amount of money mm-hmm. um, as a reward for finding information. Yeah, and I don't know that it said anywhere who was offering that award, if that was that reward, if it was law enforcement, if it was Crime Stoppers, if it was just the family that came up with this money. Mm-hmm. It didn't I don't I don't recall finding anywhere that where that money was coming from. Right, and, and oftentimes it can come from multiple sources, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. But but twenty thousand dollars in that's a very that's a common amount. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a common amount for um a variety of people. The work that he was doing um was very uh i'm sure that he, he i'm sure that he got a very good salary yes mm-hmm. and um just because the the work that he was doing was complicated it was complicated and, and it was an advisory role i mean i don't i didn't listen anywhere that he was it, it was a higher level um job in the right. company right right and just looking at the 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 Tax and audit services that they provide provided um, they were for eight industries and agencies that you could charge a lot of money for. Yes. Anyway, he probably made a pretty good salary himself, mm-hmm. and um, so that twenty thousand dollars doesn't doesn't feel like very much money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Do you know how long he'd been married? I don't. Okay. One of the things that's kind of weird, I would I want to say is kind of weird, is that he and his husband worked out at different places. <laughs> yeah. Except that um, when you're 55 years old, you've found a place. Mm-hmm. And I would assume his husband is about the same age. Yeah. Um, and so you found your place, and you don't want to change it. You've developed a routine. You know the people. You mm-hmm. like the, the, and you don't want to change it. Yeah. And so it makes sense to me that they would actually have maintained that. Sure. But, or you just want your own time. True. right right and especially during covid <laughs> yeah, i honestly, mean yes. but but honest to god at 5 30 yeah. in the morning i don't i'm i don't, need i, mean, I, 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 I do not need my own time i'm sleeping i don't my own private time at 5 30 right. in the morning right. um so and it's i mean this is in dallas texas yeah so there was probably there was probably surveillance in the in the, in the parking lot, in the parking garage where they were at. Yep. There's, because, was there somebody hiding in the back seat? Was there, and it, it's it, one mile. Well, it's one mile, and then it did mention, you know, if this was a carjacking, they left the car. You know, like, the, that maybe yeah. would have been a common expa- explanation for how the car, or how he disappeared, or how the car got somewhere else, but they left the car. Right. You know, so, and it was a beautiful car. Right. very expensive car. Right. It's just, it's very strange that... And one article that I read talked about it kind of being hidden. I could not find that article to explain what that actually meant. But it was either... It was tucked in. Yeah, it was like, it was... It wasn't like, oh, shoot, I veered off the road, and now my car won't start. Right. Um, it was like tucked between like two bushes or like two concrete mm-hmm. slats, something. Mm-hmm. It was tucked in between... Something to to make it look like it was hidden. Yeah. So make it hard to see. To make it hard to find on the road. Yeah. So this wouldn't have been something that somebody wanted his nice vehicle for, because they left the vehicle. Well. And you know, it's interesting to me that while you list talk about the husband, you never mention his name. And th- my only reason for I mean, it's it's out there on the internet. Okay. It's all over the internet. Just for privacy reasons. Just for privacy reasons. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, which I think is fine, but but in in the things that we we know, is that the first person they look at is the is the spouse. Right. Yep. Whether it's, I mean, the same issues that a a heterosexual or a homosexual married couple have, mm-hmm. I'd say are about the same. Oh, absolutely. If he if he would have been looked at as a suspect or at a all, person of interest, point. I would have I would have sure. listed his name. His name is in every article that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with his his other family members who came down from wherever they were from to look for him and stuff. But I just thought I'm not gonna give that information. Right. You can look you for can it look if you want. It it's right. it's there. That's that's There's fine. nothing and, and glad, then then that makes that makes a difference. Yeah. I think that makes a difference. But also but also that um, you know, who who was the spouse and, and only because I don't think it makes a difference because they are a, a homosexual couple. No, not at all. And um, because the husband is most is the person mm-hmm. direct in line to gain um, from his death, right? From Alan's death. Yep. And so, so yeah, the issues are the same regardless right, of the right. and the benefits are the same. Yep. If you if the I mean the 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 death benefits and those things would remain the same. Is that yeah. you would. Um, um, the spouse, the living spouse would receive them. And right. so, um, but it's just so strange. Well, and, 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 I mean, you know, most of our stories are at least a couple of years old mm-hmm. and this just, it, it terrifies me. And it also fascinates me that somebody can go missing in 2020 when the world has basically stopped for COVID. Right. When and- everything is caught on camera I mean, like this was a perfect storm that it caught him leaving, but nowhere else did it catch him. No, it didn't catch him in any other direction. And what about cell phones? What about pings on the? Oh, because they're waiting for that. They're waiting for to hear from. Yeah, me. and but I don't think that they need a warrant to find the pings. I could not find anywhere um, that it talked about the pings on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think that they need a warrant to be able to look that stuff up. Um, oh, that's that's interesting. But it t- it didn't talk anywhere about that because. They should have, I mean, I don't know how often, and I don't know how often pings happen. I don't know how often they do or how, you know, how those those things work. But um, he would have, he would have had a phone on him at, probably at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and where is the phone now? Was it in the car? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. It didn't sound like there was anything in the car. Hm. Um, I would guess if it was his phone, it was either in his pocket or in his bag mm-hmm. that is also missing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Unsettling. Well, it's very unsettling, especially in a town like Dallas, Texas, where you would guess that there's surveillance on every single business, yeah. on every single road. Right. Like, how did that car get there? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't there surveillance of showing that the car went in that direction somewhere? Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. I'm obviously not familiar with the location, so I well. Don't know. And the, you know, did somebody get in the back seat of this car? Was it left unlocked at the at the gym at the gym? Was the husband seen going into and out of the gym that he was at in the same? You know, yeah. It, it's just, I don't like that. I don't. That's why this 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 podcast is so difficult. Is because they're unresolved and mm-hmm. and. That was a terrible idea on our part, to do a podcast about people who have gone missing and have not been found, because it's just the most frustrating thing ever. Yeah. Oded Gordon was born in 1968. When he was eight years old, he was diagnosed with a minor disability. And by 12 years old, he wasn't talking in school anymore. He attended public school until he was about 16, where he earned good grades and was especially good at math and foreign language, although he did not speak them because of his disability. Huh. He'd won awards and, and things for, his, for, for foreign language. Interesting. But he wasn't, it was for his writing and wow. reading of it. <clears throat> he began to withdraw from friends, and by the age of 18, he was unable to communicate with anyone. At 19 years old, he was diagnosed with autism. Reports claim that he rarely spoke, and if he did, it was in a low tone of voice with long stretches of silence. He had the functioning of a seven-year-old and could not care for himself. His mother, Raisi, enrolled him in the Lyris Foundation Plowshare Farm. The Plowshare Farm, as it is called today, is located in Greenfield, New Hampshire. It is a working farm and a place for people with disabilities to live and work alongside of people of all abilities. Greenfield, New Hampshire is located in Hillsborough County and has a population of, at the time, of 1,058. Greenfield is also home to the Crotched Mountain Rehabilitation Center that was uh, that originally treated people who had polio, cerebral palsy, spina bifida, and other physical and neurological disorders. Greenfield is also home to the 40-acre Greenfield State Park, which has ponds, bogs, and forests. On May 12, 1989. Oded had been on the farm for about a month and a half. He was working in the garden and it, and he was being bothered by the flies. He left to get away from them. His caregivers thought that he had gone to sit in the car. Oded didn't actually go to the car and he was never seen again. Dog, so, sorry. If he lived at the farm. Why so would this he was going a, to a car. Uh, so this was a a working farm and this was they were at a garden which Maybe it was a distance. Oh, from the gotcha. Farm. Okay. So they, gotcha. they lived and worked on a farm. and They um, maybe had to drive to the garden. They maybe had to drive okay, to the garden. I um and, and he was being bothered by the flies. Sure. So somebody who is a, a, a city boy, and, and this mm-hmm. is any, any amount of flies would be a bother too right. you if you're not used to that. The dogs followed his scent for three miles along Route 31 before it stopped suddenly, indicating that he was probably picked up um, by someone in a vehicle. There were several reports of ODID being seen in Merrimack, New Hampshire, Fitchburg, Massachusetts, and Lunenburg, Massachusetts. None of these sightings were ever confirmed. Studies have shown that people with disabilities face one and a half times more violence than people without disabilities. Those with cognitive disabilities are abused at a higher rate of any, than, any other, than those with any other disability. The perpetrators are often people known to the person with disabilities, like partners, family members, friends, and acquaintances. So a cognitive and communication disability, like autism, puts a person at a much higher risk for abuse. It provides the perfect cover for a predator. Because people don't believe them, or because they're not able to communicate what happened? They're not able... Well, I, I they, they, they provide the perfect cup, cover for several reasons. One is, is that ODED... Specifically, wouldn't right. have been able to say what yeah. happened to him right. in a manner that would have been understood by authorities. Right, not being interpreted by his mother or something like yes. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So he, um, so he would he would not have been able if if he had been found he could not have reported effectively right. that something happened that something happened. Uh, he may not have had the words to do that, mm-hmm. and he didn't have the ability mm-hmm. and. Odin spoke in a very low tone of voice. It was hard to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, and he had been doing that for years, so he couldn't scream. He wouldn't have been, Sure. It wouldn't have been in his nature to scream mm-hmm. um, for help or to do those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, I think that it's kind of common. so, so, and he he may not have had the stamina to have run away or to mm-hmm. have done some of those things that would have been. Also, but also I want to say that as a person with disabilities, he also was not able to give consent. He was not able right. to defend himself from, from somebody who could physically overpower him. Again, he was functioning like that of a seven-year-old. Right, right. And that's why it's a perfect cover for a predator mm-hmm. is that and i just wanted to say that there were so many other things in that area in greenfield i mean it's a town of 1058 yeah so so there was there was um, this farm there was the rehabilitation center yeah. um and there was the state park yeah which is a perfect place to hide somebody a body um, yeah because it, it had it was it was it had bogs i mean I don't know how common bogs are, but they will swallow mm-hmm. things. I mean. um, trees, uh, you know, I suppose if you parked a vehicle, eventually it would swallow that too. Yeah. Um, so it's well, just for three perfect... Mi- three miles, That's that seems like a long way to walk, I mean, to, to get his scent... I, well, I would guess that this farm is in a rural area. It is a very rural area. You know, there's area. not other houses probably along the way close by. There might have been, but I, I think that it's a, a wooded area. Yeah, surrounded but, by these right, things. Right, this, this space. Yeah. And it's upsetting to me as somebody that's, you know, I worked with people with disabilities. I've worked with them for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's upsetting that that he, that he was able to walk for three miles without coming to somebody's attention, his caregivers who were paid to be, who were paid to watch him. And... That that would take a long time to walk that. especially if you're not somebody who has a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of stamina or a whole lot of... um, But just walking down a road, just walking... And it was the same road. Yeah. This was the same road. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, uh, you know, this road, then that road, then this road. right? Right. It was the same road. Yeah. And, but... It's just it's upsetting on many different levels um though i just want to say that with the the scenario if you if you were somebody who was a predator i think that they would be drawn to work with people with disabilities yeah. and that's a terrible thing to say well we've we've seen it yeah you know not not even to abuse somebody but just the power, mm-hmm. just to exert your power over, mm-hmm. to control someone yeah. else. Yeah, I mean, along with abusing people, that's also common too. But and so there's just and then and a, and then a, and then just within an arm's reach, a place that you could hide a body. Mm. Um, it's it's very upsetting. Uh, Oded would be fifty three years old now. At the time, he was wearing a red checkered or plaid flannel shirt. He's wearing new blue jeans and knee-high black rubber boots when he went missing. He is a Caucasian male who stands five foot eight and weighs between 135, pound, 135 to 170 pounds. He has black hair and brown eyes. He has a mustache and a sparse beard. He has scoliosis and, and has a hunched posture. His nickname was Deddy. If you know anything about the disappearance of Odette Gordon, contact the New Hampshire State Police at 978-745-8908. The fact that he had scoliosis and a hunched posture and walked three miles, that would have taken even longer than somebody who didn't have those things. I believe he was from New York, and so I I think that if you're from New York, you you do a lot of walking. I suppose. You do a lot of walking. So he might have, you know, that, that stamina, but also, at the time, it was a pretty hunched, it was a very... A, they said it was a badly hunched posture sure. and so it would have made it harder mm-hmm. it would have made it harder for him yeah. it would also made him much more visible much mm-hmm. more identifiable and yeah. and you know it's this work that has kind of caused me to now be suspicious of everything everything um, every single thing and so everything is a red flag. It feels that way. <laughs> at, least, at least, it feels that way to me. And because when I, when I saw that there was also this, this rehabilitation center in the same space and place, um, meaning that there was plenty of employment for people who are interested in working with disabilities, mm-hmm. which I did for years. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it just, it was, it was a red flag to me to say, well, that, that would be a place that could attract predators. Yeah. And I, I don't like to even think that because the people that enjoy working with people with disabilities are doing it for the love of the work, Absolutely. not for the pay, because the pay is terrible. Yeah, um, that that's just been my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It's like those who do preschool or do anything that that's yep. population that you connect with easily, mm-hmm. and and um, I know that and i know that people with disabilities are at higher risk of physical violence and they're at higher risk of sexual assault yeah and while we don't know what happened to him i just um i just wanted to i i wanted to talk about that about um people with disabilities being at higher risk of some of these things well i think it's important because if you haven't worked with them and you don't have anybody in, in your close In your family, family. in your friends. I mean, if you don't know, you don't know. Right. You can't know unless you know. Right. And I think that the part that always surprises me, and it's true as far as every category that I can think of, the people who are most likely to sexually abuse anybody, period, are people that you already know. Right. Whether it's children, people with disabilities, adults, college freshmen, it doesn't matter you are more likely to be abused by somebody that you already know. It may only be an acquaintance, yep. but that you already know. Mm-hmm. Then you are to be uh, attacked and assaulted by a stranger. Right. I mean that we always talk about stranger danger yeah. with our children when the truth is is that you need to be you need to be aware of people that you already know. Right. Which makes it even more important and even more terrifying. Absolutely. Yeah. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. for us today katie so again my distraction is there's no rhyme or reason to any of these these are just funny i think that they're all tweets these are just funny tweets that i've saved on my pinterest board so is that a twit i mean if it's a group of tweets (laughs) i don't know is a group of tweets a twit i don't know that's what they should be i mean if they're if there's a group of mooses and mice right Meese. Oh, meese. I'm okay. not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want to be getting your grammar, your grammar education here on this podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not the place for it. So there's no rhyme or reason to these, these are just funny things that I thought were funny. Okay. That may or may not be funny. Okay. Behind every great man is the drawer I need to get into. Why are you even in the kitchen? <laughs> 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 that was me and Taylor this morning. Uh, excuse me. I move and I, I, he says, no, this is, he says to me, excuse me, because he needs to get the drawer that I'm standing in front of and I move and then I am exactly where he wants to be the next time. So, I mean, it is, it is universal. Why are you even in the kitchen right now? Why are you even in the kitchen? (laughs) Here's the problem with fruit. It's inconsistent. Some apples are delicious. Some taste bad. Sometimes blueberries are great. Sometimes they're disgusting. You know what's the same every time? Doritos, every time. Donuts. They are the same every single Chocolate time. cookies. They don't go bad. No. They don't get moldy on you. They don't. No, you could you could have a you could have a bag of Doritos open. I mean, they'd be stale. They might be stale, but you could have open for not a moldy. week. But they're not moldy. Nope. Those suckers haven't just grown feet and started walking out of right. the fridge. Consistency. But you, but a blueberry. The container of blueberries. You you buy it. You put it. You look at it. You say, "Oh, that's some beautiful blueberries yes. you got in there." You close the lid. You put it in the drawer, and then it, and then it it begins to it grows hair, and is moldy as all get out in twenty four hours. And or fourteen. <laughs> I don't know, but yes. it's but it's Doritos. It is. It is. Doritos are one hundred percent of the time. Yep. Doritos. Yep. I need to get back in shape, but I'm kind of waiting to see if the world is going to end before I really put in any any, any effort. <laughs> I, I think actually, I think that was that was a good good idea. Well, you don't know. Well, you don't honestly. <laughs> for a while there, I was really questioning things touch to myself. Touch touch and go, go, go. Now, now it's my my ability to handle whatever happens. Right, As, uh, that's all. No, that's right. really catchy. Now I've got myself in this position, in this state. Okay. But I, I can't outrun anything. No, that's <laughs> right. Now I have allowed myself to really get comfortable. I have to roll places. <laughs> but I couldn't I couldn't no, I couldn't outrun anything. Nope. No, I'd be I'd be and I'd be you know, the, you'd be panting through the mask, yeah. you know. Right. The, the suck and blow, suck and blow. Yeah. It just the it's is it, I'm just screwed. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So Hopefully I can run faster than you, though, because, I mean, you don't have to be <laughs> well, the I'll fastest. Well, i tripping people, so... You don't have to be the fastest, you just have to, you just can't be the slowest. Right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Whoever invented marriage was creepy as hell. Like, I love you so much, I'm going to get the government involved so you can't leave. Whoa. <laughs> Is. Uh, maybe That's not. a whole it different... Is. It's a bit dark. Why do you need to do that? It was actually Jim Carrey that put that tweet up <gasps> there. So maybe that makes more sense. Well, but, well, well, I, mean, that is, I mean, that makes me... I'm <laughs> creeped out by myself now. Why do I have to get a certificate? Right? I American never thought of it that way. I have to get the government involved so you can't leave. Yeah. There's a kid on my nephew's soccer team that thinks he's a dinosaur, so he's just out there screeching and biting other kids on the field. I love my nephew, but I'm only here to watch Ryan <laughs> <laughs> Roar! <laughs> Roar! <laughs> <laughs> Ryan <Velocirion. laughs> His arms all short and trying to pinch people. <laughs> you know, a dinosaur on a soccer team wouldn't be helpful. It would not. No, no, no. It would be entertaining for the audience. Right. And depending on the age of the soccer team. Well, you team, might scare the opponents. Yeah. And, and it would make you laugh. Yeah. Um, but it depends on the age of the soccer team because soccer games could be a little bit boring if they're real, real young. They're, they're adult. Maybe it's an adult intramural league. Right, right, right. right. They're 45. <laughs> it's really boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ryan is 60. <laughs> uh, my coworker told me he got banned from a bar when he lived in North Dakota back in 1973 and didn't try going back to it for 30 years, but he finally did. And the moment he stepped in, someone yelled, get the hell out of here, Dennis. And that's probably my favorite story ever. (laughs) 30 years later, you had to do something bad for them to remember you 30 years later. Well, first of all, he is Dennis. Dennis is from a small town. (laughs) Yes. Dennis has told everybody this story. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't, it's, the, the, the truth is, is that you would have had to do something pretty damn bad in 1973 to be yes. kicked out of a bar in North Dakota. Right. You got seven people that live in town. <laughs> yeah. You need well, all the money you can get. And maybe that's why 30 years later they all remember it, because there was only seven people there that still... Well, I would, I would think, and, and, <laughs> and uh, I, well, and Dennis <laughs> is, sounds like real shady, yeah, real shady. Yeah, he does. He does. My son learned the word "delicious" recently, except he pronounces it "decisions." So now you just see him walking around the house, sipping on his water bottle, going, "Ah, decisions." <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that way about decisions. I don't. I don't. But maybe don't. we should. But maybe we should. It might make things easier. Mm, ah, decisions. decisions. <laughs> No kids. There's in families. I think this happens in families that 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 one of the younger kids learns to say a word a little differently <laughs> or yeah. can't say a word right. And uh, my brother and I were born in in Germany, and so he uh, uh, our nanny was German, and he learned to say he when he said motorcycles, he said Soder Michaels. Oh sure, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's actually and. Volkswagen as Volkswagen, which is the, is the German pronunciation. And, sure. um, but so that's how we've called them all through our life. But sure. it, but there's things that you do in your family that it's, you know, variations, yeah. alterations, or, um, just flat out. That just become the norm. That become the norm. Yeah. And when you kind of are saying it and mixed company, you kind of go, oh yeah, I know I really know how to say that yeah. word. I'm just, I'm just faking it. I asked my wife to share her queen size blanket, to which she replied, she was the queen, and therefore the blanket was already at max capacity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just overheard a girl order a Bloody Mary when apple juice wasn't available, which is very similar to how I make most of my life decisions. <laughs> what? Where is she ordering it? Oh drive through at McDonald's? I don't know. <laughs> Too bad McDonald's didn't offer Bloody Mary's. That would be dangerous. You could, I, I mean, now you're not supposed to probably drink it in the car. Right. But if you're not driving, it'd be okay. It would be. And. To just take it and go home with it? Or just or go, go just back pack. to work. <laughs> in a McDonald's cup. In a McDonald's cup. <laughs> I think that I've come onto something. <laughs> well, where would you put the celery? Oh. And the pickles? Yeah. That would give you away. It would. It would. Yeah. This is my last one. The fact that Head and Shoulders doesn't have a body wash called knees and toes disappoints me almost as much as I disappoint my parents. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but you're right. Marketing. Marketing. Where are you? Yeah. Knees and toes. Knees and toes. You know why? I Uh know why. Why? Because, I mean, obviously women can use Head and Shoulders also, but Head and Shoulders... Really, it has a manly scent to it. Does it? Uh, well, I think so. I mean, it's not now, a... head and shoulders. No, isn't he- head and shoulders like a dandruff? Yes, for dandruff. And also, why are you washing your shoulders with it? I mean, well, why? But I think is because men have it easy when it comes to showering products. They have, like, one product that does their hair, their body, their teeth, their face, everything. Right. And women, it's like, I need this one elbow cream... Right. Specifically right. I need the face and the body. Yeah, that's probably why Head and Shoulders doesn't have that because men you, just use it for everything. Right. Anyway. Then it uh, 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 knees and toes. They underneath they, they could just write in little words. They could. But I do think that your knees and toes I mean, maybe not. They maybe they need something different. I you would think. You would think. I feel like that would be a really good thing to do is to get a label maker and Type that out and oh put it God. on the head and shoulders at the store. I think that's a... Like, rather than googly eyes, put knees and toes on all the head and shoulders. You do the typing and <laughs> I'll put the googly <laughs> eyes on. I have a bag of, 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 of uh, self-adhesive googly eyes that have burning, been burning a hole in my mm, pocket. Yes. COVID, you know. Yeah. Couldn't get out. Right. Oh, my gosh. It's an idea. It's, I, I, I'm free Saturday. Okay. I'm dog watching. Oh, shoot hmm. and Sunday. the next weekend too oh <laughs> uh. we need somebody to drive a getaway vehicle <laughs> that's what we need we need and i don't know because my fingers i will uh, though one good thing is i will lose my fingertips from the sticking of the oh. adhesives mm-hmm. so they'll never find me they won't have tips fingertips to i won't to compare. to to hunt me down with. sure you'll be leaving a trail exist. you'll be leaving a trail of, of, of the sheets of label, paper from yeah. label backing backing um, behind you but yeah. me i'll be long gone i'll have all the little backings <laughs> the little dots the that's just sticking to me everywhere that's what i'll have okay maybe we have? should not maybe we should not start a life of crime well i also think that we should talk about a life of crime
1: on a on podcast, a podcast.
0: I think that's a good idea. You didn't hear anything. You know nothing. <laughs> you know, to my mother and my brother who are listening to this, please don't tell the oops oh, Kate. Uh, to nobody. <laughs> there is nobody that knows me while listening to this. Because <laughs> I don't have any <laughs> Well, you used to until you started this podcast. Katie, I have, I have still have a list of questions that I'm going to ask you. All right. Um, So, Katie, what is the craziest thing you've ever done? Oh, the craziest thing I've ever done. I wore two different colored socks (laughs) on purpose. Um, I don't want to incriminate myself. So, well, no, I don't really want you to be incriminated because there's craziest not most illegal. I don't know that either. I am not a risk taker. Okay. I'm a rule follower. Um, I would say that it's been many, many moons since I've done anything wild and crazy. Are you sure you don't have anything that you can tell me the craziest thing that you've ever done? I... I can't say that. I can't say it on a podcast. My mom might hear it. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) it doesn't matter how old I am. She's still my mom. She still might hear. And she doesn't know. know. No. Oh, see, I didn't know. I didn't know. (laughs) In Maine, when I was twenty one, I was working at a summer camp, and we went white water rafting. That's a good one. Uh, the best part of that is, is that there's a certain stretch where we all got, out. we all had, we all had, um, I think it was um, scuba tops on, or you know, yep. to keep the body heat in, and um, life jackets, and uh, we were floating down the river behind the raft. Uh, I think it fit eight eight people or sure. something like that, and everybody was getting in, and because they have to, they have to paddle the boat. Well, they have to paddle the boat through the rapids, which you didn't really... doesn't look like they're doing anything, but... Steering it, basically. Right, yeah. right. I was the last person in, and I got in, and I was too late. I had to ride the rapids <gasps> in the water. Uh, this oh was a God. short little rapid. But... Um, so the person in the boat can see, and he said, Lift up your butt! <laughs> And I lifted up my butt, and I felt this rock the size of a Volkswagen go under me. It, it would have uh, taken off my lower carriage. Oh, my gosh. And, and then as I was going through the rapids, of course, the water is splashing on my face. Yeah. I, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm it's as if I'm going to drown. Yeah. But, but it was the most exciting thing I've ever done. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, I don't have anything like that. Nothing. I would say that I'm not well-traveled, and I am a rule follower in my adult life <laughs> yeah yeah you still live within close to the town where you went to high school at I'm i live just... in the town that i went to oh you went to high school, school here yes okay mm-hmm. okay katie so okay. since you haven't done anything okay, I'm super sorry. crazy okay I'll, I'll make it a little easier for okay. you do you like pineapple on your pizza i do i love it so, do you eat Canadian bacon and pineapple? Yes. Or pepperoni and pineapple? No pineapple. No, no pepperoni and pineapple. Canadian bacon and pineapple. I love it. I, I do, too. Yeah. I also think that the spicier version is the with, with pepperoni. I've never tried it with pepperoni. I've never tried it either, but I think it could be delicious. It could be. Because, I'm sorry, but Canadian bacon is a little bland. Yeah. It is. Well, I feel like it's the pineapple that makes the Canadian bacon, so I feel like if it was pepperoni, could be too exciting. It would just be a explosion Kapow. of wonderfulness. It could be. Yeah. So, um, what do you want to do when you grow up? Oh, I'm doing it. Are you? Mm-hmm. That's a I'm great. Doing it. That's a great way to answer the question, especially when it's being asked by your boss. (laughs) Hit, hit. (laughs) No, so when I was in high school, I wanted to be a social worker. Well, Um, this is very similar. And we had to take the ASVAB test Mm -hmm. that determines some magical way what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life, which was very serious. You know, you have to take that seriously. And it said that I should be a social worker. Really? And um, we had a Marine Corps... Recruiter come to our senior social class, and we had to go around and talk about. We had to go around and tell everybody what we wanted to be when we grew up. I said I wanted to be a social worker. He said, "Good luck." And I was like, "Oh no!" Whoa! Yeah. So I went. he, He was a what was he in? Um, like a marine recruiter. I don't know. He was in the military, some recruiter that came to town. But he was in the Marines, and he was concerned about you wanting to be a social worker. That's... He looked at me and he said, good luck. Holy cow. Yeah, and so I did that. I went to school for that, and I decided mm-hmm. that that wasn't what I wanted to do, and I just couldn't do that work. Mm-hmm. And here I am, 14 years later, doing similar, very not, similar not work. the work, but similar. Uh, it is social work with a small S and a small W. Well, I feel like it's more of an emphasis yeah. on certain things. It is, but it is. Yeah, it is. so, here I am. Um, you know, I remember being asked, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I think that maybe I was, uh, you know, in elementary school. And and actually, I am doing that. Mm-hmm. But they asked me the question, and I said that I wanted to be happy. Mm. And, and I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, I'm doing that, so. Huh, worked I don't. Yeah, it worked out for mm-hmm. me. Uh, what is your dream vacation? Oh, goodness. My dream vacation would be, um, I think going to Ireland. Oh, yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. I think even going to Hawaii would be, I, I would say that those, and like Paris, like, the, I feel like the normal places that you the want big, to go. The yeah. Big. Like the big... Like the common answers? Of course, those two. But I Mm -hmm. think, like, Ireland would be amazing. Amazing. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Just because of the land and the the scenery and the people and the experience. And the beer. And the beer. (laughs) (laughs) So if you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh, I think uh, being invisible. Oh, invisible. I feel like the possibilities are endless. You could get on a plane... And go wherever you want. Yeah. You don't have to go to airport security. You don't have to put makeup on. Nothing. You don't have to put anything on. You don't have to put anything on. To I can go crazy, but. Well, yeah, that's a pretty good superpower. I think so. I think you're right.